Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers! Last time on Dungeon Drunks. Before heading out of the city, our heroes wrap up a few last-minute tasks. New furniture is moved into the pocket house, finally completely renovating their home. Veng Ashdocker promised extra rewards for Travancore's family and a book of necromancy if they were successful. And Bernie's contacts with temples in town, as well as the fame the group's good deeds have done, get them audience with Lyra Mesa, the head of the Temple of Tempest in Waterdeep. She informs them about a secret location that guards a magical pool of acid they can use to destroy the devil amulet, and promises to send word to the guide in Mirabar who can lead them there once their business in the Crypt Garden is done. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Obocrazy. I am enjoying some more of the Veng vodka ah, <laughs> that Jonathan and John got at the descent in LA more weeks ago than I want to remember. Because Many that was moons. A fun time. Oh my God. So much shit at has least happened since then. I know, right? We've gone to another convention and things happened. So this is uh, a slightly pared down version of the drink I had before. This is just lemonade and some of the vodka because the vodka had lemon and kale in it and it's delicious and I'm enjoying it out of my my, my giant D&D mug because giant drinks are fun. Carlton, that's what me. are you drinking? So I put a poll out on our Twitter. What should <laughs> I drink? The chocolate hemp milk or the fountain? And overwhelmingly, our fans voted chocolate hemp milk because they are tired of seeing me suffer. It was 71 to 29. However, that poll went out yesterday, and I cracked into it before we rescheduled. So tonight, I'm drinking the fountain, which is the shittier sounding one. It is carrot, celery, beet, ginger, kale, parsley, spinach, and lemon. You bamboozled our fans. Well, I wasn't planning on us having... Because I cracked into it, and then it was like, oh, no, we're going to reschedule. And I'm like, all right, well, I, I already opened true. this. Oh. That is true. For those at home, we had to reschedule last minute, and so this is this is the day after we were going to reschedule. <laughs> oh, no. So, so I, will, I, will I was so happy that. I didn't have to drink the vegetable one, and I got to drink chocolate milk, but no. You get the li- – li- all right, let's see, live tasting. That's eh, not bad. It's uh, It tastes like I'm drinking a carrot. It's not chocolate milk. Not chocolate not milk. Bad. I'm very disappointed in my life choices at this point. As an adult man, I want chocolate milk. Well, yeah. Was the chocolate milk good at least? Oh, it was delicious. Okay, well, buy some more yeah. of that shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's like $7 a bottle because it's yeah, fucking well, raw organic juice press. I will send you more money from our, our wonderful Patreon patrons so that you can buy chocolate milk. All right. Well, I have Aww. a picture of both, which uh, I will send to our uh, social medias. Yes, you will. So send to the social medias. Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is Bigelow Sweet Dreams Herbal Tea, which is, as described on the pack, a blend of chamomile and mint to calm and soothe. Let's see if I feel calm and soothed after I take a sip of this. (laughs) You know, I think I would, except that I made this over an hour ago, thinking we were recording an hour earlier than we actually were. So my wife gave me a light light pack. And uh, she said, you can use some of the, the hot water in the uh, the kettle to warm up your tea. And I tried that, and uh, it was not in timely enough. So it's a uh, lukewarm tea. So what we've learned today is that we are excellent at D&D, but like most D&D groups, we're super bad at scheduling. Hmm. Jonathan, 
What are you drinking? I love lukewarm tea, by the way. <laughs> I don't like hot tea. It just tastes like hot. It doesn't taste like just, flavor. It tastes that's a flavor. Just, just hot. Like yeah. I actually, I actually get what you're saying. Uh, it, it makes sense to me. Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan Medge Muscular. Ha yeah. Ha 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 ha. I was trying to say something there. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> tonight, I am drinking an old classic. It is an Up Yours Putin Diet Seven Up and vodka. And I want you to observe this tiny bottle of Tito's that I got. Oh, it's, it's so, so cute. small. It's I actually small. got it on the way to the game that we recorded while. I was still in Austin, and John and I recorded it in his uh, work studio, and I did not know if I would need this, because I was like, ah, I should probably have something just in case, so I stopped by a really shady liquor store and bought this. So this tiny bottle of vodka is because we were recording by John's studio. Take a cute selfie with it, please. Oh, I will do that. Next to your face. Yes. And tonight's Shadow Fireball, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to a great friend, Josh, a.k.a. Blue Team. Thank Yay! you so much for your patronage. Uh, we get we got to see you at uh, RTX. We'll probably get to see you at PAX Unplugged. And I will be talking to you in our, uh, in our private game on Sunday, where awesome. he plays a rogue, and I play a monk, and we kill stuff. Thanks, bud. Can I say that Josh, in the time I've known him, has gone from, I'm not sure if I want to, I want to cosplay, but I'm not sure if I want to kind of like uncertainty to like cosplaying at just about every event I see him at. And he did all Spider-Man all weekend at RTS. Oh, it was, it was so yeah. great. Except it was so the, good. He did uh, Black Panther King T'Challa at SideQuest. He did. And it was really good. And it was baller. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I think it takes a lot to cosplay. So watching anybody... Yes go from that like kind of like uncertainty to just like pure confidence in it is always really great yeah absolutely even his shoes were like on brand like on yeah. uh yes in his on in his t'challa costume he had uh purple and black nikes that were very similar to the shoes that like the sneakers that he had in uh in the movie and it just yeah. it all worked it's just a really really great cosplay i will always respect hard work and cosplay is nothing if not hard work no matter how into it you are, no matter how elaborate your costume is or how simple it is, it's work, and I will always respect work. And Bernie, what are you drinking? So, friends, we had a wine o'clock today at work. <laughs> and okay. I had, what are, I had these, like, spritzers. They were very good. I had three. That's plenty of drinks. <laughs> and Fair enough. We, so, tonight, I'm drinking... What, if you've ever read Laura Ingalls Wilder, I'm drinking what, you know, Mr. Edwards called God's Ale, which is water, which is water. There's a lot of Ayn Rand undertones in Laura Ingalls Wilder because of some ghostwriting by her daughter, but whatever, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, water. Good old Canadian tap water. <laughs> there you go. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, because I, I have to get up pretty early tomorrow, so... But those Aww. spritzers were really good. They were like, try to think of what kind of liqueur was in them. Some kind of like red liqueur and club soda and champagne. Well, it sounds fantastic. Very good. Do recommend when I figure out what the fuck I was drinking. <laughs> you'll you'll let our social media know and and we will be excited. And you know what also is exciting? You are done with a whole bunch of little things that you were trying to take care of. 
before you're supposed to go back to the Watchful Order of Magison Protectors to be teleported to the Crypt Garden. And you've just exited the the temple where you were talking to the the head of the the church of Tempest there in Waterdeep got a whole bunch of very interesting information especially about maybe some some future plans after you're done at the crypt garden but it is getting on later in the morning um is there anything else you would like to do before you head off to your next adventure well Jonathan the Magmuscular would love to sleep because because of some chicanery at a uh, confectionery store, he's down a bunch of spells. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, they we're fine. We're all right. We're good. Naps, yeah. Oh, I- actually, I can, at some point, could we have taken uh, what would be considered a short rest? Yes, you would have. Uh, I would have considered the, the time that you were chatting in the, the temple a short rest. So I'm going to use you- my arcane recovery and recover some spells. I will say, however, it is like 11 o'clock. You did just wake up several hours ago. So, yeah, not, yes, well, we have to go to been... bed so we can get back into our normal circadian, circadian rhythm because like, you right are. now we're off. It's 11 no, in you're the morning. On. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so we're already back. Shit. You're already back. Yeah. You, you slept overnight while the kobolds left. And you were taking care of, you woke up this morning, Travancore went to go take care of furniture, you went, uh, had a little adventure in a, a confectionery, you got back together, took care of the rest of the furniture and the temple, and now it is about 11 o'clock. So it's only been a couple hours. Jonathan the Magimuscular realized that the amount of spells he threw in that confectionery fight was uh, was probably excessive, but to be fair, Jonathan the Magimuscular was nearly down to uh, to a single digit hit points. So yeah, no, hold on. Do I have? I was that? down to fifteen. You were fine. You were not down to fifteen. I was keeping track. I I was. I was also keeping track. <laughs> now nah, you were good. I healed you a little bit. It was okay. You did. I was just saying that. Uh, look, Jonathan the Magimuscular, as a wizard, a buff wizard, is used to tanking damage. There was that incident with those uh, horrible minotaurs as well. There was also the fact that someone didn't cast mage armor. I don't think it would have mattered. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Those ants did some... They they were rolling hot. The other reason uh, a long rest, if we could figure out a way, or at least a short rest. But I guess I'll use hit dice for short rest because I gave my character sheet to a fan. Yeah, (laughs) I... My... Temporary like sheet where I was trying not to like lose my main one. We if like I have no clue how many spell slots because I the temporary sheet got wiped. Well, I I trust you all to do your best to recreate your character sheet as it makes sense for all of you to have had a long rest and then go to the confectionery and go on from there. So okay, I'm, I... take your best guess. Yep, I am. I'm just gonna. Be- Spend hit well, dice. the video of okay, that so panel is... Okay, so do we have is... to go tonight? It's going to take them days to get there, right? I think the idea was that we were going to go early and make sure that everything was clear before they got there. Okay. So it takes them, what, a week? You were estimating um, if they were careful and they avoided settlements, which was uh, what they were planning on doing. And Aras is going with them to kind of help them along the way and, and to be their guide because uh, you were able to convince them that the, the black staff was not necessary, um, that it, it's probably going to take about five days of travel. And they left 
basically before the sun came up this morning. Oh, so we that... could just sleep tonight. I, I yeah, honestly, we'll... as a preference, like, A, there's nothing else we want to do. B, I'm not going to roleplay us fucking around in town all day. And C, I'm making the executive decision that, like, I'd rather... I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out what spells I did and didn't use at a podcast where I was drinking more than usual. Like, <laughs> right. no, let's I... let's take a long rest. Let's let's assume we puttered around town and packed our shit and did whatever. We don't have to role play everything. I agree with you there. The only reason that I ask is because and, and we will hand wave this if you'd like. But the only reason I ask is because you told the black staff that you would leave this morning and she would teleport you. So if you would like okay. to ask her to wait one day, I will say that she will. Why don't we retcon that we told her we were leaving tomorrow morning? Or I'll just say that you were going to say that you let her know that you would prefer to leave the next morning because you have some stuff to take care of before you go off on yeah. what could be a, a dangerous encounter. And she will say, fine. Would you meet me the next morning at the the watchful order, and we'll get you on your way? We'll yeah. try to avoid any uh, any confectionery shops this time, uh, because the last one proved dangerous. Fine. So you head back to Gestocks. I'm assuming to spend the night, or if you want to spend the night, the watchful order, whichever oh, makes right. the most sense. I was going to ask because I thought Gestock was behind enemy lines, but there are no enemy lines anymore because they yeah. are nope. gone. As you head back to rest and relax for the rest of the day, take a long rest at night and kind of get back into a normal rhythm to leave the next day, you you do enjoy the sight of Waterdeep waking up to find out that for all intents and purposes, they've won. It's not really what happened, but that's how it's being sold to the 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 rest of the citizens is that, hey, we managed to get the kobolds and the undead and the demons to leave and hey you get all your stuff back so there's a lot of of celebration there's a lot of of kind of over overwhelming feeling of uh, togetherness in a weird way like uh i think a, a, a fair bit of the population was aware of the fact that the, there could have been a meteor that landed on the city and it didn't happen and while not all of them know that it was you all of them recognize that it was it's awesome. So uh, you head back to Gestox and have a long rest. And the next morning, head on over to the Watchful Order, where you are actually met at the door. Or um, so you tell Razzo what's going on, and you're met downstairs by Belanazetta, who comes to greet you and says, "I'm here to take you upstairs to uh, get teleported, but." First, I was hoping to wrap up the the reason that you were gone in the first place. And she very meaningfully looks at the mandolin that Bernie has on the on her back. Oh, this. Yes, we're it's my friend now. That's excellent, but that was the reason I sent you was to go retrieve that for me. But I think I would like to keep it. Okay. Well, are you doing anything with it? Actually, yes, although not immediately, so we could probably work something out. I was the, One of the reasons that I'm collecting these specific instruments is not just because of their power and not having them in the wrong hands, but I was hoping to be able to rebuild one of the colleges of the bards that used to ah. be here. Well, see, it likes my hands, and she's going to un, un, like, sling it from her back and pluck a cord. 
Oh, that's very nice. I didn't know you were a bard. I could be. We haven't had a lot of, like, downtime, but it liked me when I found it in the maze. I think it was lonely. Okay. I did not know it was a, an instrument that had any kind of personality. I thought it was just an excellent, excellently made instrument. I mean, you can try and see if it likes you. I'm definitely not a bard, so I would not have a chance of getting it to play. Or at least I could not do more than what you just did and pluck the one string. I was hoping to get it into the hands of one of the true bardic masters, and we were actually hoping to to produce a concert with several of the instruments that I've been able to gather, but the more important thing was to get it away from that cult. Yeah, and she's just gonna sigh, and she's gonna go, yeah, I, I guess, and she's gonna hand it to to you. She'll take it. And then she'll look at it and she'll uh, say, it's going to take a little bit of time to get that together. If you think that you can use this. (laughs) (laughs) But I I will need you to promise to be very careful with it. And when uh, you return from this adventure, I I will. No, Delilah and I will do just fine. Okay. All right. (laughs) Hopefully you'll find a bard who can teach you how to play it as well as. We know a bard. We oh, do yeah. know one. She's she's feathery. I am delighted for her, I guess. I don't know. Listen, just be careful with it and make sure it doesn't uh get damaged or fall into the wrong hands, and when you return from this adventure, then uh we'll we'll work on what we're going to, to do with getting it into the hands of one of the masters who can play it during the concert. Jonathan the Magimuscular has a thought. I would keep the promotion for such a concert low key. Really? Lest low key. you grab the attentions of a certain blue dragon that we know. Invitation only for, like, none people. Yeah, I, I would keep it, you know, one of those one of those secret shows that, that bards some kind, sometimes do where For the like, cat? You, you just have to yeah. be at the spot, not yeah, don't advertise it. They don't advertise it, just whoever's there is there. Might want to be one of those deals, because we know a dragon named Thontorvac who has had a specific interest in collecting these as well. Oh, yes. Well, it's interesting that you say that because we were planning on doing actually the exact opposite. And since what's happened to the city, the the plans for that have become more important. This was supposed to be a a grand concert at rededicating a space for a new college of of bards here in the city. And now uh, plans have been put forward to also make it be a celebratory event for the uh, retaking of the, the parts of Waterdeep. We're still looking for some instruments, so it, wasn't, it was going to take a little while, but this is supposed to be a, a celebratory event. Also, I, I appreciate your concern, but it would be foolhardy for any dragon, nonetheless a single one, to attack the city. That would be, that would be I outrageous. Mean, a bunch of tiny dragons attacked the city pretty successfully. So, yeah. well, Yes, That's, but that was an yeah. army, and they had undead and demons with them. A singular dragon. Have you ever met a dragon in person, though? Yes. So, oh, do tell. Yeah, you're not worried after that encounter? Because, like, the the kobolds was not oh, handled oh, well. Bernie still has the scars yeah. down her back. I Listen, do, I didn't say I wasn't worried. I'm just saying... If we live our lives as though a dragon is going to come along any, every once in a while and destroy us, then that's not much of a life at all, is it? I agree. 
Jonathan the Bandimuscular certainly understands that you don't want to give in to the terror that goes along with dragons. However, Jonathan the Bandimuscular felt like this specific instance for this specific dragon who is motivated to find these things yeah. is something to consider. Yeah. At least keep in mind. Do you guys have like some type of ward against dragons? I don't know, they didn't have a ward against fucking kobold. I know, right? We we have quite a lot of, of skilled and ready to attack people oh, and yeah, griffins. Yes. And against a singular adversary, even one as powerful as a dragon, I am less worried. The problem with an army of undead and demons is that there are multiple and multiple fronts. That was a different problem. Okay. Nevertheless, I I appreciate your warning. Uh, Thontorvac, you said, was the name Thontorvac, of this dragon? yes. I thought okay. it was Thontorvac. I didn't know there was I an thought Thontorvac. Thontorvac. Yeah. Yep, there's, there's an, an R in there. There's an R in there. Dragon names tend to include a lot of extra... I, I like how the two draconic people, or the two people who speak draconic are like, no, no, it's actually Thontorvac. And, you know, and Brady's like, it's Thonty. We <laughs> call him Thonty. <laughs> I appreciate the warning and certainly knowing the name of this dragon will help us do some research and maybe we can make some preventative measures either way this is an event that is still many many weeks in the making so we we have plenty of time to make sure everything is going to be fine all right glad uh glad we could be of service hey hey bernie does the scar go like it goes to like right here right and i point to like the nape of my neck and it's like it's right there yeah yeah it's kind of all over, man. Not yeah, you're just like right some, down. It was yeah. it was horrific. It was fortunate that you survived. Some several of the people that I were with were killed and needed to be resurrected. But you're still totally cool with that dragon attacking the city. No, well, we that's even. not what I said at <laughs> all. And I would appreciate it if you wouldn't just assume that I'm okay with it. I just. Saying the cobalts. Look, we're not going to use past performance to predict future performance. It's fine. Bernie, make an insight check. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's that sounds about right. That's <laughs> a, a three on the dice plus a five, which gives us an eight. Math. Um, yeah. Belana is fairly stone-faced. You don't read anything from her. You do notice uh, she glances back back at the instrument that she has given back to you. And then she looks at all of you and says, well, you have business to take care of. Uh, and certainly, since you're going to be taking the instrument, then I won't ask about any other compensation that you are going to be asking about for that little endeavor. So please wait, follow wait, me. Wait, 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 compensation, what? And she turns around and starts to walk towards... Nope. Uh, the, uh, yep. <laughs> That's the ship. That ship and uh, a lot of other ships have sailed. Fine. Uh, and she starts to bring you to the teleportation area. So can we can we can we get that compensation on safe return of? No, uh, no. I think I think this is the compensation. Bernie's gonna hug Delilah real tight. Carlton, look at her. Like she she's the happy she's the happiest little gnome. All right. Well, then you're then you're gonna need to practice every day and get a really cool stage name like Deborah Banja Jones or something. In my head, it's purple. Is it purple? It's not purple, but it's it's got some. Uh, it looks like what might be like purple heart wood in it. So it's got <laughs> a, like that that purplish overtone, but it Lord, is you not. You know my love for purple heart. Damn you! I know it's a mandolin, right? 
It is a, a yes, it is. That's my favorite wood, damn it. <laughs> it is a mandolin, and if you would like, if you're going to keep it, it is an instrument of the bards. Hold on just a second. Uh, you are not a bard, but you But I could are... be because I haven't quite fully leveled up my character yet. So what would, how do you, how would I do that, actually? This is not the time to ask. Let's do other things. Uh, yeah. Jules, go ahead and message me when we're not recording, and I will happily tell you anything you need to know about multiclassing. Welcome oh, to Team Multiclassing. Like our panel says, talk to your DM. Talk to your DM. But I know she's also super busy. Or you could talk to your DM. Okay. So just for the future, it is it does require attunement by a bard. So you would have to take a level in bard in order to attune to it. However... At that point, I will say that you don't have to redo the wisdom saving throw to avoid psychic damage. So, there you go. Because it likes me. Yeah. But that's th- there's the information on it. So, if you decide to chat with any bard, I mean, it doesn't have to be Soria. Uh, I know all of you are like, I know a bard, but she's all the way in greenest. But, she is. You know, if that's something you're interested in, then yes. You would probably, the same way you sought out a, a roguish type to learn lockpicking... You would uh, seek out a bard to learn bardicking. Ooh, barding? No, <laughs> no, barding is barding is a thing. Expensive. Barding is what uh, Coco Snoot's wearing, kind of. So, hypothetical question: If you put armor on a gorilla, would that be barding or would that be armor? Or would that be guarding? I think if it. Okay, now I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> because we're if trying I'm to wrong, get a, it's one of those situations where we're trying to leave for the trip but just like oh wait um i need to make this call oh shoot oh we need okay. to do dishes before we go barding is specifically body armor for a warhorse okay uh, okay but it is specifically body armor for a gorilla so it would be either guarding or brillo Gorilla, gorilla. I am open to suggestions for names for the armor for both Shadow and Coco Snoot and a gorilla, because why not? <laughs> we don't need a gorilla one day in armor. I'm gonna be. No, I mean, I, Bernie's been a gorilla before. I Bernie's know. Been a giant ape. Oh, Bernie was a giant ape. Next time you transform me, transform me specifically into a giant ape with armor. You'll have like fur that's like armor, like that looks like a tack vest or something, and it'll say guarding on the back. Trapcore <laughs> could f- f- transform himself into a gorilla, but then he has like leather armor or any other kind of animal. Still guarding, it didn't specify. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> While we're on this, Trapcore wants to know if centaur, if uh, centaurs have two rib cages. No, they only have the one. The one. So is it in the human part or the do- or the horse part? I think they might have two horse cages. They have to have two. Hold on. Horse anatomy. (laughs) 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 We've lost it. Thanks for coming, everyone. They have to have two rib cages because if you look up a horse skeleton, the rib cage is basically the part you sit on. So they're they're double ribbed. They're double ribbed. Oh, so you are double ribbed for players' pleasure. The only rib cage. Jesus Christ. See, I said one rib cage. All right. You know what? Maybe it's connected <laughs> by a by because there's a big bone. They have a giant ass scapula. So at this point, you've made it up into the teleportation area. <laughs> <laughs> the black staff has met you. We've we, all been we've having been this talking conversation about this the whole way up. The whole way you've been having this conversation, and the black staff finally interrupts and says, "I have places I need to go and things I need to do. So get on with it." And she raises her staff as. Do you know any centaurs? <laughs> 
as though to um, prepare a spell and looks at all of you and says, are you ready to go? Uh, ready as I'm gonna be. Mage armor, yes. Uh, you mage armor, yes, and she brings her staff down, and there is a flash of light, and you are instantly teleported. D20 Dames is a storytelling podcast powered by D&D. Every other week, a group of adventuring ladies explore a fantasy world, beheading or befriending monsters, and punching creeps. Ha <laughs> 19. Definitely hits. Yes! Our podcast is 100% written, produced, and played by women. Are you okay if I'm not actively looking for your siblings, but I'm still with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just companionship. I mean, I'm not really expecting people to, like, delve into a dungeon for me or anything, but, uh... I would delve into a dungeon for you, Riot. And Rose? um, Yes? I was rather mistaken about you. Aw. You don't have to be monstrous to be extraordinary. Hear new episodes every other Tuesday. Subscribe to D20 Dames now on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. I wish you had told me, though, because then I could have given you a gift. Oh, it's a- oh, Carp, you know the only gift I want is your friendship. Misadventure awaits. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official, free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on PC and Mac on Steam and Web, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, iPad, iPhone, and on all the Android devices. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the podcast, and it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from the Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Force Grey, and more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have, And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folk who make idle champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now, this code expires on August 11th, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem it once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. A-L-B-E-K-A-A-S-P-O-R-K So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. You remember this feeling. You remember this sensation. And when you regain your senses after a moment, you find yourself in a little bit of a clearing on the edge of a wood that Carlton looks very familiar to you. This is the edge of of the ruins of your your home of south crypt i inhale deeply (sighs) you can still smell the wolf shit oh not the cheese and carlton as soon as you say that the next thing all of you hear is a voice behind you that says oh sorry that was me and you turn around what you see a very large white furred dire wolf with piercing blue eyes, <gasps> tumbled out Blue! to the side, surrounded by kind of a very uh, light, shimmery, blue-white nimbus, sitting there, grinning at all of you. I start scritches and then like wrestling on the ground, and now I'm covered in dirt and grass and everything. What are you, ti- Carlton? Tinier? 
you go to wrestle and scritch, and you pass right through him. Uh, oh. Uh, buddy, are you still with Ekthiarn? Yeah, 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 of course. Ekthiarn's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he said, he said I could come and visit, because he wanted me to tell you about some really important things. Okay. It's good to see you, though. Hi. Uh, hi. hi, hi uh, I love seeing you. You, 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 you've grown well. How are you talking? Hi, 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 hi. And you realize at this point that he, his muzzle hasn't moved. Nothing has moved on his face. You're, you are all hearing him in your head, but it is so clearly coming from blue that it's, it's unmistakable. Like even Shadow and Coco Newton Bucks have their heads cocked in such a way that you're Travancore. You're certain they're hearing. This dog as well. This direwolf as well. Hi. 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 Hey, Hi. bud. Uh, so what did Ekthiarn want to tell us? How you doing? I missed you. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm good. You, are you enjoying the Feywild? Are you, are you keep, yeah. keeping out of trouble? Yeah. Well, no. Good. Oh, even better. Yeah. It's been fun. Ah. Uh, trouble's so much fun. Yeah. Especially when the bunnies can teleport. Ah. I'll have to come visit sometimes. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, Hi! It's you good said to see Ekthiarn, you all. It's, it's great to see you. You said Ekthiarn wanted you to tell us something. Yeah! What was that? You know the caves? The caves yes. here. The caves. Caves. Yeah, there's the like, ones in the, in the crypt. Yeah, there's stuff you gotta hunt. And hunt. he knew right. you were gonna come, and there's stuff you gotta hunt. But he said, you're gonna go kick ass. It's gonna be great. Great. I know I will. Uh, did he well, say what you. the- Like, you gotta be there as a team. Like, the whole group of you had to be here. Yeah. Did he say what it was we were going to hunt? Blue Cox's head to the right a little bit. As though like he's, he's listening? listening to <laughs> like he's listening. After a very long moment, he says, Uh, so spirit things and bony things. Great. We got some undead. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. She's good at that, that one. Yeah. And was there anything else he wanted you to tell us? No, that was about it. He wanted to tell you himself, but then I said I, I hadn't seen you in, uh, like, a while, and I want to say hi. Hi, 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 All hi, right. hi, Well, once we're done, uh, once we get some downtime, I'll, I'll, I'll come visit. Ha! <laughs> downtime. Ha! <laughs> Ekthiarn can, <laughs> can bring me to visit. <laughs> and you watch as this, this spirit dog, this spirit direwolf rolls over on its side, kicking its legs up into the air as though you'd made the funniest joke ever. <laughs> Uh, Bucks gives uh, gives Blue a nice little salute as he's seen Carlton pass through him. It's just like, oh, oh, hi, 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 hi. Thank you, Blue. It's good to see you. You look great. See you too. Yeah, look at me. I'm awesome. You're doing so good, bud. I am. It's great. So, what now? I guess we're going hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I come with you, but I can't bite anything here, and no. that's not fun. Well, it's okay. You can offer us moral support. And actually, I don't know. Jonathan, can we loop Blue into uh, Telbond or no? I don't think so, since he's not actually on this plane. Ah, shoot. If you're useful, you can see things. If no one can touch him, then, you know, you get scout ahead in theory. Well, I can only stay for a little bit. Ekthiar wanted me back. There's lots of bunnies. Oh, oh. lots of bunnies. So many bunnies. Teleportation bunnies. Has, uh, so you've been keeping the grove, uh, free of pests and critters for FDR, making sure it's guarded? Yeah. All right, And other good. things. And, like, 
running around and playing fetch and killing demons and playing the, the, So wait, there were demons in Ecthiron's Grove? Well, not in the Grove. No, I killed them. But they oh. were trying to get to the Grove. Well, everything does. Good on you. Look at you. Yeah, proud, of, proud of you, bud. That's really nice. Let's talk later, Blue. You're you're a good boy. I am I. You are. You're oh. you're you're the you're the goodest boy. The best boy. Coco's cute looks at you <laughs> like it's nice of you to lie to him. <laughs> Make the child feel the Coco Snoot. Coco Snoot is like in old country. They're on the good boys only comrade. <laughs> Blue looks over at Coco Snoot and and says, and you can hear this all in your head, you're also such a good boy. And Coco Snoot can actually reply to him if he wants. Coco Snoot says, is nice for you, comrade Blue. It's nice for you too. I miss you. Yes, yes, you are you are much big, much more big than last last I see you. I know, right? Look, I have so much fur. Kind of sucks when it gets warm. Yeah, yes. Yes, I I see that uh, Ecthiarn is uh, how you say not big on decorum. Well, no, he's no. It's all that matters is that you know stuff gets done and it's awesome. Blue, one day when you come back, I will tell you tale of old country and how important suffering is to understanding. <laughs> <life>. <laughs> And next time you, you you next time you come to the Feywild, I'll I'll show you around all the the fun spots that you can smell and pee. We will have fun, and then we will visit the graves of our ancestors. And then we'll visit the graves of our enemies and dig them up and eat their bones. That is also option first. We honor the dead. And Coco Snoot's just like not looking at Blue. He's just like <laughs> looking off, looking looking off into the distance. <laughs> Looking I'm off in the middle I've distance. Been, like, Looking beyond the Volga. This is all... This, this, yeah, you know that? Were you on the episode of Chernobyl where they read that fucking Russian poem? About, no, no, I just did the... I, I've just done uh, the one. I've just... Episode this one. Russian poem about, about love of your country sparking from visiting the graves of your, your ancestors who were shot... And how important it is to carry that hardship within you, knowing that a bullet will take you one day, too. <laughs> Travancore, I'll say uh, you can tell that uh, despite the fact that Shadow is not a, a dog of, or a direwolf or anything, Shadow seems super enthused by all of these ideas. Both the going to honor the dead and remember your ancestors and digging up the graves of your enemies guess, and chewing yeah. on their bones. I mean... Carlton has ancestral guardians, and Coco yeah. Snoot is just gonna sit there and talk about how much those guardians suffer. Bunnies to kill? Yeah. Graves to dig up? Yeah. I have to say, I need to go back to the Feywild as soon as possible. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Drink. Come visit, come visit, come visit, come visit, come visit, come visit. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Long cold nights. We'll, we'll definitely come by so when we get some downtime. It will make us make One us. One more hard. level, buddy. One more level. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but one more level. <laughs> well, one one level uh, that way, and he kind of points with his nose diagonally up into yeah, the air. But lead, lead the way like to where the bad things are. Something. Lead the way to the bad things. Yeah, or point us in the right direction. Oh, okay, 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 yes, okay, okay. Take us to the the undead in the caves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, he said he said that you were gonna come and you were gonna take care of the bad things and it was gonna be super cool. Follow me, follow me, and then I gotta go. And he starts to 
trot. And Carlton, he kind of falls in step right next to you, but it's very clear that he's leading all of you. About three or four times, I inst- like instinctually just go down to like pet him and then remember that I can't. It's like, like in VR, like, like sometimes you forget that that rail isn't a rail or that table isn't a table. You just kind of like, whoop. Like yeah. my, my best bud, my brother, my, my, my wolf buddy, he's right there. And I just like instinctually, habitually, so deep down in my heart, just when I like put my head, like hand down and like pet his like noggin and I like go and I realize him. And it happens like three or four times along the way at random intervals. Just like, oh, right. While we're walking, Travancore wants to do like a perception check on the area to see how it compares to the last time we were here where everything was rotten. Sure. So you weren't in this exact area. This is kind of new to all of you except for Carlton, but certainly it's close enough to where that rat demon was. Uh, Go ahead and give me either a perception or a nature check. 18. And that was 18 perception? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, obviously you are in the ruins of a, a, a long abandoned camp of some sort. But when you look out to the fields and the trees that are nearby and it's a beautiful day it's it's freezing cold but it is a a gorgeous sunny day there's not really any snow on the ground here it looks like it's still just hard packed frozen ground but there's no snow so you can see the the shrubs and, and what's left of the grass and it's winter but it's very obvious the the trees are healthy the ground seems healthy. Uh, you hear wildlife. You hear birds. Uh, you, you even think that you see some some critters in the, the far off distance that you would expect to see in the middle of winter in, in and around a forest. So seems perfectly normal to you here, which gives you a pretty good sense that it's recovered pretty well. Uh, so you say we're in the ruins of South Crypt right now, or are we like on the way to it? You're you're there. The black staff teleported you basically right outside where you can you're walking right into uh destroyed houses. Not well, not really destroyed, but like stone dwellings that have obviously seen the ravages of time. Nature's you, retaken them and Yeah, I, yeah. Most yeah, of them so are we still... start walking towards the caves and I and I start veering off to the left. If I remember yes, we were on the from the main entrance of the caves, we our house was to the left. So I start veering off to our old home. Uh, and uh, guys, follow me. And I, sh- I show my party, my buddies, my comrades in arms, where Carlton was born and grew up. This is taking a very Chernobyl turn. We've got like the exclusion zone here. You know, lots of lots of the use of the word comrade. Well, and wait, can anybody hear Coco Snoot? I thought that was just a blue. No, the, only Blue can hear Coco Snoot and Shadow, but it seems like everyone here, including the animals, can hear Blue. Also, um, I didn't realize that there were s- spirit wolves in Chernobyl. Now I may actually have to watch the show. You really should. It's super it's good. It's amazing. Oh, God. I might watch it all over again. Same. <laughs> Carlton, your, your specific personal home has withstood the test of time as well as you would expect it's not in great shape of course not you don't really see anything of value like lying around it looks like maybe a couple of some rodents had been living inside of it but it's not like destroyed or run down or anything so it is still the the doors and the windows are are open because the the wood has disintegrated but the actual stone of the the house still stands and is untouched is it bigger? Is it like orc? Is it like slightly scaled up to orc? Yeah. 
it's not huge because these were mostly um there were some half orcs especially in carlton's family so it's it's a skosh taller obviously everything is much bigger for you bernie but like it's it's not like massive we're not talking giants so yeah so yeah i kind of like bring them into the house I'm like, all right, and here's here, here's the living area this is this is where ma made the meals uh this is this is my room over here Aww. now granted carlton hasn't been in this house since he was five yeah <laughs> so the bed is probably about bernie sized and it is mostly destroyed as far as like you know it's a bed because carlton said it's a bed but it's there's not much less left of it this place hasn't been lived in in a very long time now the home has probably not just been taken back by nature, but I'm assuming that the orcs that raided and destroyed my home probably pillaged a lot. But I want to take a look around to see if, like, there's any, like, mementos or if I could see, find something from my childhood, something reminiscent of my family. Maybe that was left behind because we left in a hurry and I never went back. All right. Go ahead and roll a perception check. All right. That'll be a 16. You look around and nothing of obvious sentimental value comes out at you like you see bits and pieces of the wooden bed still there you see marks on the floor where there had been furniture but the furniture is long since gone the house still stands because it was it was made solidly but most of the stuff that was inside even though it was kind of left behind it was anything that would have withstood the test of time you think probably was either taken or pillaged and everything else is has kind of succumbed to the elements but the house itself seems to still be in decent repair like you think either you or if if you know with the kobolds coming it's not going to take much for them to be able to make it habitable again um carlton mm-hmm. i know the last time you left this home you didn't get to choose are you okay with choosing to give it up now i thought about it and Yes, I'm, I know I'm looking for memories here and stuff that reminds me of my mom and my dad. But South Crypt is a scar in my life, in my memory. And you guys are the band-aid and the healing that has put it to rest. You guys are my home. And so wherever you are is where I want to be. So if that's South Crypt, great. If not, that's fine too. But this land, there's already stone structures for them. There's plenty of forest to keep them safe and protected. Lands for farming, you know, there's watchtowers, barracks. There's, there was a well. I don't know if it's still running. They are displaced peoples. And yes, they went about it the wrong way. But if I can take something that was terrible and terrifying for me and give somebody else... Just even a glimmer of hope that would undo everything bad that is this place. Okay, then. Let's... I was just hoping that my mom's necklace is still here because I don't want Feng to end up with it because that's mine. Ah, I hate to break it to you, but I don't know that that kind of valuable item would stay. It was a wolf's tooth necklace, so it wasn't valuable, so I thought maybe it got left behind. But it's not here, so I don't have to worry about Vang taking it. Travacor wants to help Carlton look. Uh, sure. Go ahead and roll a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh, drink. Ah. That's a 26. That's uh, a natural 20. Yeah. Drink for friendship. Mm-hmm. Ah. 
I like it when the rolls work out. <laughs> so you're looking around in this house, touched by what Carlton has said, hoping to find something. And as you're you're kind of looking around, it's weird. It's it's as though you can piece together what this house must have looked like before things went bad, before the attack happened, before everyone had to flee. And you realize that you're being followed around by shadow and blue is also following you around and is like you you turn around out of a room to go into another room and you find the two of them standing there like staring at you intently and you're unsure why but as you look around you actually see footprints that would be almost invisible to anybody else that just because of your nature you're able to to pick them up and scratches on the the wall that were almost imperceptible that you're able to see and a story kind of comes together of this home being pillaged and these people fleeing and everything happening and there were also wolves who came here afterwards but you don't see any necklace I paint a picture for my friend using the words you said. And then Blue pads up to Carlton and sits in front of him and says, Yeah, Ekthiarn was, was, was kind of happy with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was happy with me? Yeah. Well, you and your friends have done 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 fun things and awesome things. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm happy with Ekthiarn too. He's, 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 he's a good god? Demigod? Unicorn? He's a good thing. He's an awesome guy. Awesome girl. Okay. Awesome everything. I didn't awesome want to gender Ekthiarn, you know? <laughs> no, we established Ekthiarn was a dude, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. That was a while ago. But he's also a god. He can be whatever he wants to. That's true. Ekthiarn could be completely gender fluid. There's a lot of gods that traditionally are. But in the form we met him, a dude. Yeah, I mean, he'll show up as a guy and then he'll sometimes show up as a, as a, as a nut guy. So, and I a mean, unicorn. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're a god, you can kind of do whatever you want. And he gives Carlton this very uh, kind of quizzical, cocktail look and says, "Did you want to learn from him?" Yeah, but, well, when I get some downtime, I'll come hang out with you, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll train. We'll do some, no, we'll, do, we'll do some hanging out. No, you don't learn on your downtime. You you just you, you kind of like. So I I thought yeah, there'd be study and stuff, but study is like practical stuff. Like go do. You you learn as you go. Oh, well then, yeah, I'll I'll definitely, uh, you know, uh, you know, Ekthiarn being a guy could always teach me a thing or two. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll learn from him. Carlton, roll a perception check. You know, you, when a god is offering to teach you something, you don't say no. Depends on the god. That's true. Uh, that'll be a fifteen. Blue continues to speak, but it's not Blue that's speaking anymore. It's Ekthiarn. Everybody else hears Blue. You hear Ekthiarn very clearly in your head, and he says, "If you would like." Your brother has been an excellent student. I would be more than happy to teach you. D yes, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, let's 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 do it. I'm happy to learn from you. And then Blue looks at all of you, and, and all of you hear in his voice, "Okay, I'm going to show you the caves now." And he starts to trot away. I will follow Blue. Yep. Bernie's going to take a tiny chunk of wood from where the bed was. Okay. And put it in her pocket. Yeah, you find what looks like a... You can find a couple of shards of varying lengths, so whatever size you want to find, you okay. can stick in your pocket. 
and you follow Blue as he winds his way through this abandoned town to the side where Carlton, you are familiar with where the, the caves begin. And he sits himself in front of the caves, kind of the same way he was sitting himself in front of all of you, and says, yep, yep, in there. Nasty stuff. Really, really bad stuff. Can I, uh, can I share the map with the party there of the town? Yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah, go on in. Go on in. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and he, said, he said, like, just bad stuff. Just go, go get rid of it. Nothing, nothing you gotta worry about. Just go get rid of it. And then he looks back at Carlton and he says, and Eck the Earth will help. It'll be great. I'm so I'm looking forward to it. Yep, 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 yep. It's always good to have the help of a god. What, are you going to go? Oh, see me. Ect- well, yeah. Yes, we're going. Yeah. What What do you mean by Ectiarn will help? How is Ectiarn going to help? Well, he said he wanted to, to learn from Ectiarn, so Ectiarn's going to help. Same way Same way your god helps you. Now he's going to help help my brother. It's going to be great. Okay. All, All right. right. Have Carlton, fun. are you a cleric now? Have fun. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Have fun. I'll see y'all later. Bye, and Blue. Bye, Blue. Bye, bye, bud. He gives you all kind of a... <laughs> and of course, because you can't pet him or anything, he, he doesn't try to run up to any of you, but he runs through Carlton, which is a little disconcerting, off into the woods. And Carlton and John. Yes. At this point, if you would like to switch your last level to Warlock, you can. All right. I will... I will... Weigh it if I'm going to revert the change I made, or if I will do it at my next level up. Okay. You know, because I did, I did take a cod bump last time. That's really handy. Uh, Jonathan, the the player, was actually going to ask if Ectiarn was taking patrons or taking warlocks. Just to, like not even just out of the blue. It's not like he's interested. But wow. Okay. We talked about this at his last level up, and I asked him because we were having the RTX game to hold off. Until after I RTX. I was surprised everybody at RTX as soon as I cast Eldritch Blast. And I said, no, we're not doing that bit of RP in a live game when I only have an hour and a half. So I, uh, so my, <laughs> basically, I said, if you're willing to hold off, what I'll say is when, when I present the option to you, I'll let you retcon what, your last level as, yeah. as payment for waiting. So you just let me know. Yep, I will let you know. I, I'll do the math and either do, you know, because ASIs and stuff like that. So I'll let you know. All right. So, but yeah, as Blue rushes through Carlton, you all kind of see this moment in where this direwolf rushes through him. And you could swear you see like a little bit of a blue shimmery around him as then this direwolf rushes off and literally vanishes into the forest, leaving you at the entranceway to this cave system that Carlton remembers, although vaguely from his history, being warned that there are dangers within that just need to be slaughtered. And that's where we'll end for this week. And next time we get together, ah. you'll have a chance to go into the caves and and explore and have a little bit of fun. But let me give you some experience for for an interesting discussion about a mandolin and an, in, an, an interesting future discussion about whether she wants to be a bard or not, which I look Everybody's forward to. Everybody's multi-classing. Yeah. Maybe I won't, though. I don't know. I feel like it's a little overkill. It's totally up to you and it it i'll extend the same since we just leveled up i'll extend the same thing to you that i did to carlton but if you want to wait on that and wait until the next time you level up and make a decision we can we can work that out that this is out of game this would be this would be the talk to your dm portion but uh, whatever you decide to do i thought that was an interesting moment in the the mandolin's life 
for heading off to the crypt garden and for for a very touching moment of helping Carlton look for a piece of his lost history. I'm going to give you a total of 5,300 experience to split between the four of you. Next time we get together, yes, next time we get together, there's a cave. There's bad guys in a cave. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.